How many witnesses are in the building? What a gang. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ, amen. amen. Uh, just before we read the word, Brother Dipadi, just step forth, my brother, and say a word of prayer for the reading of the word, and then we can just quickly go and wrap up, amen. God bless you. Amen. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we yes. thank you, Lord. We thank you for the graces and mercies that you're giving us, yes, Lord. Lord. Father, it is not by our intelligence, it's not by our might, Father, yes, but it is thy grace and grace alone, Heavenly Father. We thank yes, you, Lord. Father, this morning for making it possible, Heavenly Father, that uh, the doors, Heavenly Father, of the places of worship will open, Heavenly Amen. Father. Amen. We say, yes, Heavenly Lord. Father, we are grateful, Heavenly Father, we'll make use of that opportunity, Heavenly Father, mm-hmm. so that, Heavenly Father, your saints, Heavenly Father, may be strengthened, Heavenly Father, even those that do not know you, Heavenly Father, may they come, Heavenly Father, and know you better, Heavenly Father. Yes. Father, here we are this morning, Heavenly Father, we mm-hmm. pray, Heavenly Father, that as we are going to read the word, Heavenly Father, yes, Lord. you are the only interpreter, Heavenly Father. Yes. 
come descend, Heavenly Father, and talk to our hearts, Heavenly Father. Mm. You know what we have been going through, Heavenly Father. Yes. Father, here we are. We say, Heavenly Father, our mm. hearts are open, Heavenly oh, Father. Thank you, Lord. Correct us, Heavenly Father. Forgive thank us you, of Jesus. our trespasses, Heavenly Father. Father, may we worship you by truth, Heavenly Father, and thank in spirit, you, Heavenly Father. All these things, Father, we say we commit them to you, Heavenly Father. Bless the speaker, Heavenly yes, Father, today, Heavenly be, Father. Father. All these things, Father, we say we commit them in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 So let us turn to our Bibles while we take this great moment and opportunity to greet each and every individual. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. It's an honor and it's a great privilege and it makes our heart to just to, to we, are, we are full of joy, amen? amen? I mean, it was, as the pastor mentioned here, it was very emotional uh, when they started with this lockdown and then you could imagine what you were thinking and then I think each and every individual this morning is just full of uh, being grateful. Amen? So then let's turn to our Bibles without waste of time to the book of Psalms 100. Psalms chapter 100. And if you've got it, um, let us read the verse 4 and only verse 5. And the Bible says in verse 4, Psalm chapter 100, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his cause with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. In verse 5, For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. First Thessalonians verse, uh, chapter 5, um, verse 16 with the same thoughts. Chapter 5, verse 16. Um, The Bible says, verse 16, Rejoice evermore. Verse 17, Pray without ceasing. And verse 18, And in everything, Give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Let us sit down. May God richly bless the reading of his word. And so let me read from the message, The Good Shepherd of the Sheep, preached in 1957 in March the 8th, And the messenger of the hour says in paragraph 5, it says, I don't believe there is any greater thing that we'll talk about tonight and this morning we can say about this morning than will be the Lord Jesus. He's the greatest person that we could talk about. And I just love to talk and brag about him because he is worthy of all things that anyone could say. And I have never found in my voice 
yet, or in my thinking, any word that could ever express my gratitude to him for all that he has done for me and for others. And with this um, um, quotation, I just want to take my subject there, the last paragraph that I have never found in my voice yet or in my thinking any way that could express, ever express my gratitude to him for all that he has done for me and for you all. And I want to title my message this morning the symbol as expression of gratitude. Expression of gratitude. I think I was thinking when the pastor said, um, we have been long that we have not been in church, and then just say a few of words on our first day, and I thought of none other than just to express my personal gratitude to the Lord Jesus Christ. And I think it's not only me, it's for every individual and every Christian to express our gratitude to the Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, everyone didn't know what will happen. We all were uncertain. We were full of questions and uncertainty that what will happen. But today we can raise our hands and say we are grateful to the Almighty God. No, it was so sort of an embarrassment when we heard about the levels going down. And I saw people rejoicing and being happy that now finally they are going to drink. So, and I thought of myself and I was thinking that, I mean, out of all these things, out of all the predictions and people saying in Africa we will be dying like flies, and then there was nothing like a hospital or maybe doctors or any other thing, the medicals that the people had that was ever that would ever help any other person except the miracle happened. And people they still have questions that they wonder what happened in Africa actually. But it's simple, we don't have to ask any other person or maybe to wonder and do any research. The simplest thing that there was the grace of God that was looking upon his own people. So that is why we are full of great gratitude this morning. We are, we are, we are full of thanksgiving this morning. For the Lord has done really great things to us. No, it reminds me of a, a little young man. And I read a story that this young man was blind. And they say, this young boy, he sat on the steps of a building one day with a head on his feet. And then he held it up and he had a sign that was saying, I am blind, please help. So everyone that was passing through and then people were putting some coins and whatever that they had in their head. 
And a man was walking by also, and he took a few coins from his pocket and dropped them into the head. But he didn't only drop the coins into his head, he further did something. He then took the sign, turned it around, and wrote some weights on it. Then he put the sign back in the boy's hand so that everyone who walked by will see the new weights. Soon the head began to fill up. A lot more people were giving money to the blind boy. That afternoon, the man who had changed the sign returned to see how things were. And the young man recognized his footsteps. And he asked, Were you the one who changed my sign this morning? What did you write? The man said, I only wrote the truth. I said what you said, but in a different way. I wrote, today is a beautiful day, but I cannot see it. So it wasn't different from what the young man wrote. It was written, please help, I'm blind. And the man just took the same words, and then he started with gratitude. He says, that today, it is a beautiful day. So when the people read that, it is a great day. It was a gratitude out of him, but I can't see it. It is still the same thing that was written, but he started with gratitude. So any other thing that we are doing, we've got every, everything to be grateful of. For us to be able to be gathered in this fashion, we've got something to be grateful of. We are still healthy. We need to be grateful of that. Our children are healthy. We still have to be grateful of that. We are still here. We still have our wives and our husbands. We've got our children and our parents. We have to be grateful of that. Everything that God has blessed us with, we need to be grateful of. When we left our own houses, when we go back to our own houses, we still have something to eat. We have to be grateful of that. For us to be able to breathe, to be able to still be alive today, we have to be grateful of. So we need to express our own gratitude. And gratitude is just a simple thing. We have to show our appreciation. And that appreciation has to be shown by Deeds. It's not only, it's simple just to say, thank you, my brother. But you need to be grateful with your own um, actions. So by coming to the house of the Lord, we are grateful. We took an action to say, we raise our hands and we say, thank you, Lord. So now, today, it's a beautiful day. That's what was written now there. So he started by saying, I'm grateful. So that is why even if you are in prayer, we say our, our heavenly Father, we need, to, we need to be able to praise him first. Before you can ask any other thing, you need to you express your own gratitude that we are grateful, almighty God, that we are still alive today. We are grateful, almighty Jesus, that we, 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 we managed to wake up this morning. 
It's not our own will. It's not our own that we can, but it is by the grace of God. So we need to start by being grateful. Amen? So we are grateful for every person. And Brother Brenham says here, in the message, God's preparation. 1954, in April the 1st, paragraph 16. He says, Now, kind Heavenly Father, it is our privilege of being here tonight. It is just not a right, but it's a privilege. Now, sometimes when we come to church, it is a great privilege. And to be called the sons and the daughters of the Almighty God, it is a privilege. You know, sometimes I was thinking, Pastor, that just to be a deacon in the church, it is a privilege. To be a pastor of the church, to be a musician, whatever that you are doing to serve the church, it is a privilege. It says, gathered in this roof, out of the cold wind and the weather outside to serve thee. Whether it's cold, it's windy, or whatever that is happening, but we find ourselves being privileged to come and worship you and praise thee. We are grateful for this church. We are grateful for each and every person in this church. Each and every member, we are grateful for him or her. For its pastor, we, we, we are grateful, Pastor. And for its deacons, we are grateful. And the trustees and all that are associated with this church. For the musicians and all the laity, we are just so grateful for all of them. And for the welcome that they have given us to come here to pray your dear sick children sick children over this city and other cities that is gathered in. So he is grateful and he, he says he is privileged for coming here. And he was thanking everybody and that's it. We are always grateful. We can't just come into this building without people. So for us to call ourselves a church is just because of each and every individual. So we are grateful for each and every member of this church. So everybody is important here. Hallelujah. Now when you read your Bible, I think it's in Luke chapter 17. The Bible from verse 11, it talks Jesus was passing through a village in Samaria. And when he encountered a group of 10 men who were suffering from what we call a leprosy. There were 10 men there, and the Bible says, and then Jesus was passing them, and the men cried out for Jesus to have mercy on them. All of them, the 10 of them. They cried, the Bible says, with a loud voice and says, Jesus, have mercy upon us. They even call him a master. Hallelujah. They say, have mercy on us. And Jesus heard their cries. So it's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He hears your cry. If you call upon his name, he will definitely hear you. 
It's unlike any other person, but he is the Lord Jesus Christ. So he had a compassion on them. Jesus had their cries and healed them. He instructed them, the men, to show themselves to their local priests so that they could be ceremonially cleansed. And the men did as they were instructed. And then nine of them went their ways, separate ways. Perhaps they left to separate their healing. So there were ten of them, and all of them with their great voices, and they cried unto him that he must have mercy upon him, that they want to be healed. But now, perhaps they, insta- they intended to share the good news with their own people. Nine of them, after they see that now they've been cleansed, they've been healed, then they went their separate ways. after they were instructed. But there was only one out of them. And sometimes one is majority in God. Sometimes you don't have to go with the majority. So only one out of the nine people. And he went back to worship him. So he had his own plans also. He had his own family, he had his own friends, he had his own, any other thing that the others had. He had to go and show himself to them that I am healed now. But at the back of his mind, there was something that I need to go back and just be grateful to the Lord Jesus Christ. For what he has done to me, I just have to go back to him and say, thank you. Hallelujah. So these nine people, they didn't see any reason. And that is, that, is, that, that is the people that we live amongst them. People are very ungrateful. But as the children of God, we need to be very grateful. Not only a church, we need to show our gratitude to him. And we need to show our gratitude to any other person that we come across. We don't have to be grateful in church only. You see a lot of people that they do good things to us outside. And you need to be grateful. And we need to teach our children to be grateful. We need to teach any other person to be grateful. Amen. So he says now, now the 10th leper likely had similar plans. But, but he had something else to do first. He had to put God first. First, before he can go there, he needs to remember that. Then he returned and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face, on his, on, at his feet, giving him thanks. Hallelujah. So he gave him Thanks. And the messenger of the hour in the message, who is this priest in 1959 in May the 10th in the evening? Paragraph 80. He says, there were nine lepers healed and one returned to give him praise. Or was it ten? They, one of them, returned to give him praise and the rest of them went ahead ungrateful. 
Nine of them went, they didn't see any need to be grateful to him. And it's in nature of human beings, they want to be, to be thanked. Hallelujah. So sometimes I used to say, you see, when you want somebody to, to do even more, always be grateful to him or her. Just, just appreciate what he has done. Hallelujah. And when, 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 when at home when they cook, the very, you want them to cook, this, you just appreciate them. Hallelujah. And then even if they don't want to, they know that there will be some nice ways that they will come out of the meal. Hallelujah. So now the, the ninth of them, they were very ungrateful. But at least one of them, he thought that the first thing that I need to do, I need to go back to him and say, thank you. You know, I read a story, Pastor, in a message, um, maybe um, just to give you that one, but I'm not going to read it. Um, Brother Brenham speaks about an animal. And that animal is an opossum or something like that. He says that animal came to his house and it had children. And then it was there for 24 hours. And the messenger of the hour says now, while it was there and he never thought, but in actual fact, one of its legs was sort of injured. And Brother Benjamin was speaking to Peggy, he says, man, and the Lord may forgive me because I didn't know what to do. But it seems as if this um, animal is in pain. And it's here maybe to ask for me to pray for it. And he says, God, forgive thy servant. And he says, he made a prayer for that animal. And he says, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and brethren, pray for it. But here is something astonishing, something very, very, very profound. And brother Brenham says now, and he says, after he made the prayer, he says that the animal and then stood up and it gathered its own children and there it went. He says when it went halfway and then it turned back to him as if it says, thank you, kind sir. An animal. It realized the messenger of the hour, the servant of God, to say thank you. So it is really important for us and then to, 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 to be grateful. If an animal can be grateful to God. So sometimes I say, although we are not grateful to people, but we need to be grateful to him, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And it's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So in other he says now, it, it, it shows how it appreciates this animal. Just turn him back and say, thank you, sir, to the man of God. Amen? So whatever that we are doing, whatever that as people we are doing to his children, we are doing it to him. Amen? Yes. Now we need to be very grateful. I really, in, in, in the heart of my heart, deep down, I'm always very grateful. Yes, the pastor was saying here, we all didn't know what is going to happen. And we all were thinking, what definitely, what, 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 what will tomorrow be? You've got children that you need to look at. And you need 
You've got a team of people that you work with and everybody is looking at you. How will tomorrow be? Hallelujah. And then we all went through, I mean, different emotions. And we were thinking. But there is only one thing that I knew. That there was a God of heaven. So we came across sometimes at work and then people that are unbelievers and they were saying, but uh, I remember one day, you see this thing when they were talking about it somewhere, somehow, and it was a little bit far from us. But there was somewhere where now it come a little bit closer. So when we were there and then there were four of us that were very close. We are very colleagues, but we are not friends. We are just colleagues, very close. And then while we were there, and there was one that we share with him, the coffee and everything. And one day we had to now announce and say, one of us is down. Hallelujah. And then it was me that was to carry those news and then tell the other guy, the other, the, 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 the other guys that one of us is down. And then I knew that it's very close. And one of, one of us that is, is on top there, and then he calls me Dave always, and then he told me, he says, Dave, I'm scared. And at that time, I didn't know whether I had to tell my wife that one of us here now is down. <laughs> and I didn't even say anything. I say, now I'm going to make my children very scared with this thing. So, and then he says, Dave, I'm scared. I don't know what to do. And we are, we are talking about a mining manager that he's got a whole mind there. He says, I'm very scared. I said, there is only one thing now. It is only, there is God that I'll go, always go. On Wednesday, on Sunday, I go to church. Yeah. And that God has to protect us all here. So it was a testimony to him that uh, though he, he, he was the first one that he's going to celebrate after that, but I told him one thing that there is a God that I, every Sunday and every Wednesday I go to, to, to church and worship him. Amen. Amen. And I say he will protect us. Amen. And we were protected by the grace of God. And here we are, nothing happened. Hallelujah. Nothing happened. And I always look at my children. Imagine, Pastor, I had that burden. And always I look at my wife and say, she will be the first one. And I look at my children and I told the young Karaba, I say, young man, from today onwards, you don't hug me. Just, just make sure that we greet each other, it's fine. But I don't tell him the reason. So because I was a little bit also challenged also. And then that maybe there might be something here and I was a little bit scared. But the only thing is that you need to pray and God had delivered us. Amen. Now there is a story about David. Now I love this man called David. And he was the king in 2 Samuel chapter 6, if you read your Bible. During his reign as a king, David had the desire that we know that there was an ark of the Lord that wasn't amongst And this David had the desire that he wanted to bring the ark back into Jerusalem. 
And we know that Brother Branham says the ark represents the weight. And when you read the Bible, actually, you read that Bible, it says, you see where the ark was, that family were blessed. Hallelujah. The Bible says the family that was there, they were blessed because the word of God was amongst them. And David saw that, that I want the ark to come amongst my own people, for my people to be blessed by the weight. And he had that desire. And the Bible says now, then he asked his men that they had to go and get the ark back to Jerusalem. And we know what happened. And then there was, there was somewhere where the Lord struck one of his men, and, but I'm not into that one. What I want you to realize is that David was full of um, being grateful. The Bible says when he saw the ark of the Lord coming, when David saw the way the coming amongst his own people, the Bible says he was so grateful. He rejoiced. The Bible says with the, he danced with all his might. Hallelujah. So he, he appreciated the Lord. He, he danced in front of everybody. Imagine the king being in front of the children, in front of women, every other person. The king was, he didn't have any other thing. There was no obstacle. He was praising God. He was showing people that he is very grateful from the bottom of his own heart. And the Bible says he danced in front of everybody with all his might. So David was grateful to God. Hallelujah. Until we know one of his wife was telling him that I stop embarrassing us, David. Because David had a revelation and an understanding that he had to be grateful for what God has done for him. Hallelujah. So we need to be grateful. You see, when you, are, when, when you are grateful, God will give you even more. You need to, be, you need to appreciate what you have. You need to brag about him, the Lord Jesus Christ. Any other thing, it's him. You can't have children without the will of God. It's him that gives our children. It's him that provided Goshen for us. So we need to be grateful for him. The message Possessing all things. 1962, May the 6th, paragraph 76. David danced before the Lord when the ark was brought back to its resting place. Amen. When David saw the weight, as it was then when the tables of stone brought back to its right place, David rejoiced and danced in the spirit around and around and around. Why? He saw the word back in its place. Amen. He saw the restoration of the word. Hallelujah. He saw the same gospel that was taught for his own fathers. It was back now. 
So the restoration of the word, it made David the happiest man. It made David to go round and around and dance and lose himself in the spirit. Hallelujah. So when we see the word in its own place, when the word comes and put the pastor in his place, when the word comes and put the deacon in their place, when the word comes and put the sisters in their place, when the word comes and put the children in their place, when the ch- I mean the word comes and put men in their place, and we see men different, I mean acting in a different way. They act like the sons and the daughters of the Almighty God. It's the restoration of the word of God. Amen. Amen. So we can see the church being restored in its own place. So we have to be like David and appreciate and dance with our all might before the Almighty God. We need to show him the appreciation because we can see the way restoring everything. We can see now how the children of God need to be like. We didn't know these things. Hallelujah. We just saw a lot of women outside there. But when we saw the word coming into the church, when we accepted the message of the hour and we started seeing different, we saw the word in action. Hallelujah. And it made us to rejoice like David, to be happy like him and appreciate the almighty God. Hallelujah. So there was a character in the Bible again by the name of Hannah, a prayerful woman. This woman, when she had problems, she knew where to go. The Bible says there was a man, and his name was Elkanah. We know that the Bible says he had two wives. The other one was Hannah, the other one was Penin. And the other one had children. He had daughters and sons. But Hannah was barren. And I think there is nothing more tormenting like a woman that will not have children. Hannah's inability to bear children devastated her. And she made the other people, even Penina, to now and then taunt at her. When there is maybe some misunderstanding, you know, people like to pull out other things to hurt each other. When maybe there was a misunderstanding between Hannah and Penina, Penina will pull out this one that I know this one will, will, will make her to go down. We can say any other thing. If Hannah say any other thing, then I will tell her that the problem is that you don't have children. She knows very well that this is the greatest weapon that I have in this uh, family. So Hannah must always be quiet. And the Bible says, every year, Elkanah went up to Jerusalem to offer some sacrifices. 
she went to 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 to, to silo or silo or what so to worship the lord and offer some sacrifices and hannah went with him and all the time she knew that there is only one that will answer my prayers and she went into the temple after the sacrifices and she will pray earnestly. She will pray non-stop. She will spend time deep in prayer begging God to open her womb. Her cries of anguish, her cries of pain, God was listening. And she was always asking if I can have a child. If you can open my womb and I can have a child. And she made even a promise to God that if you give me the child, I will hand the child back to you. And the Bible says one day she was crying and she was praying. And while she was praying, even the priest came early and says, whatever that he was saying, that because the Bible says it was only her lips that was moving up and down. And you couldn't hear what she was saying. And after Eli said whatever he said, and Hannah tried to explain to him that there is a burden that is with me here. I've got a burden and that I have to give it to God. I have to pour my heart to him. And after Eli heard that, and he said to Hannah that, go in peace. And may God of Israel grant the petition that you have asked for. And the Bible says immediately Hannah, after that, she started start eating. She started rejoicing. Now before she can receive the son or, or whatever the child, but she started now rejoicing in advance. After Eli told her that go and the Lord grant the heart of your desires. Sometimes we need to start rejoicing. Whatever that we ask of him, that we know that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and he will grant it to us. And we must start immediately to start rejoicing to him. It shows that you've got faith. You know, sometimes when, when you don't have faith, you don't have it in anything. You can go wherever you go. If you don't have faith, you can't start rejoicing on something. I remember when some people now were seeing the graves that were dark. Some whatever, I don't know how many graves. And then we were saying now, we, when they dug the graves, now we are preparing our own testimony. We are not going there. Hallelujah. You know very well that we are not going there. We are preparing our testimonies. And we are full of testimonies that he protected us. Hallelujah. And we are grateful for that. 
and we knew and we had faith in him that God will protect us. So Hannah also started rejoicing. It takes faith for you to start rejoicing on something that you can't see. And she knew that I have a child already. So anything that you ask for, you must start rejoicing. You must start having testimony, preparing a testimony that I'm going to give testimony upon this. If you don't prepare testimony, you are already defeated. You're not going to get anything. Hallelujah. You get according to your own expectation. If you don't expect anything, you're not going to get anything. God is not going to force you to give you something that you don't want. You have to expect. God bless you, Pastor. I saw a quote again that you sent recently. That we must ask big things. Things that we don't even believe that we'll get. We have to ask and start rejoicing. We must start preparing testimonies. And then if you expect something that is obviously that we know that you're going to have it anyhow, then it's fine. Come with that testimony. God will give you that one. But you need to be different and say, that one that they say is impossible, the word says all things are possible with him. But let's challenge each other here. But why should we, why should we go for things that we know that they are just ordinary? And, and how are we going to break about him that he, he is great? Now, he deals with the impossibilities. But if we just go for things that they are obviously. Hallelujah. We need to go for things that when, when, when you give testimonies, people will say, indeed. But if we don't aim for those things, then we can't even convince the unbelievers with our testimonies. Hallelujah. So we have to aim high and show that we are saving the miracle-working God. Hallelujah. We serve him. And in turn, he will protect us. He will give us whatever the desires of our hearts. As long as we are right with him. As long as our motives are right. Because if the motives are wrong, then the Lord is not going to give us. Mm-mm. God will not give you something that you're going to even hurt his own children with. Hallelujah. He, he, gives, he gives Hannah the desire of her own heart, knowing very well that in turn, he's going to take the same son back to God. He's not going to be like the, ten, the, the nine guys. That after, after, instead of showing themselves and showing that they are grateful, they go their own way. Now, Hannah didn't do the same as they did. And then he came and he gave, he had a son by the name of Samuel. And we all know what a great prophet he was. And we all know that he came back, she came back and gave him back to Eli, that this son, he must save the children of the almighty God. So that's what we must do with whatever that we get, the talents that God has given us. 
We've seen people that they start at church singing. God gave them talents and they start singing. And when they see that God is blessing them, what do they do? They leave God. Then they start doing their own thing with their talent. Whatever talent that we have, whatever that God has blessed us with, we need to come back to him and give him back. It's a talent. If you are a good preacher, preach for God. Any other person has got something that God has given him or her. So you need to give that, take the same thing that God has given you and give it back to God. God will make sure that you are growing. Then people start in church, they sing for God, God blesses them, and they go to the well. And where do they end up? They end up being having drugs and dying of drugs and dying with having problems because they abuse the gift that God has given them. Hallelujah. Now, he says here in closing, on the wings of a snow white dove preached in 1965 on, in November the 28th in the evening, paragraph 304, in closing. He says, God, we thank you, Lord, for what you have done tonight. We thank you in advance for the healing of every person come through the line. So Brother Brenham, he had faith. He demonstrated to us that in advance, while the people were still coming through the line, he says, we are thanking you in advance. He was rejoicing and saying, we thank you for healing them already before even we can pray for them. For every person that will come through this line, we thank you, Lord. And in the message, the resurrection of Lazarus, I close now, 1950, in August the the, the 13th. Brother Brenham says, paragraph 22. Hannah came to the temple past the age of bearing. In other words, Hannah came to the temple past the age of having children. So Hannah, I think she read about Sarah. Maybe she heard a story about Abraham and Sarah that it was once done. When she came to the temple, now the age of having children has passed already. So she was praying and asking for something that was impossible for people. It was only possible with God. Hannah didn't come and ask for something obvious. She knew that I've I've been here and living. I didn't have children. 
since I was maybe 21 or whatever the case might be, at the age of being capable of having children, I didn't have them. Now I'm going to the temple for, and ask for something that was impossible according to people. And according to my husband, according to Penny, according to everybody that knows me, I'm going to ask for that one. That will be a testimony for Hannah. She went to the temple that day to serve God. Probably the women all went up to Silo. Maybe to see what kind of head one had, one another wore, but not Hannah. They went there just to, hey, I haven't seen you for a long time, because they were going once a year. So you can imagine the sisters. (laughs) I haven't seen you for a long time, my sister. They were going, I haven't seen this one and this one. And then that's what they went for. But there was Hannah there. She had a burden in her own heart. So we can come to church, all of us, but with different motives. We can do certain things for him, but with different objectives. So Hannah went up to Silo with a different objective. She had a, a, a burden in her heart. She went up with something in her heart. She wanted to talk to God. And she prayed in such deep sincerity till the priest under, misunderstood her. Deep sincerity. She didn't care where, who was next to her, where were the other people, what was Ellie doing there, where was her husband. She had a deep sincerity in her own heart. No, it reminds me of something Brother Brenham speaks about, a man that was, go, he was a farmer sort of. And this man heard about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And this man made a vow and says, I heard that there is a baptism of the Holy Spirit. And he says, God, if you don't baptize me with that spirit, then you'll find my bones here when you come for the second time. So he made a vow and he knew that I'm going to pray here. And then I will stay here, I'm not going home until God baptized me with the Holy Spirit. That is not for chance takers. Ah, brother, you'll be there one day. You'll get hungry, you'll wonder, my children, what do they think of me? The same thing that you said, they will see you coming home. But not this man. He said, if it doesn't happen to me, then you'll find my bones right here. So that is faith. Hallelujah. Now, with the deep sincerity, you don't just say that. Let us say, when we talk about gratitude, it's not just to say thank you, brother. Thank you, God. It's actions. It's deep sincerity. You thank him alone and say, I thank you, God. And this will be my testimony.
till the priest misunderstood her. Like today, sometimes we are called fanatics because we pray and cry out to God. We are not fanatics. Misunderstood, that's all. But then he thought she was drunk. They did the same thing on Pentecost. They do the same thing today. She said she was not drunk, but she was praying, God, take away her reproach. He blessed her. And as soon as she received the blessing from the priest, notice, didn't wait now, God could have put the baby in her arms right then. But she went home happy, knowing that in due season, God will bring it to pass. That's the kind of people we need today, taking God at his weight. Amen. That is the kind of people that they will go home rejoicing by taking God at his weight. Let us stand on our feet. Let us just rejoice. Let us just show our appreciation. Let us just show our gratitude. The song that we were singing here, let us just let us just worship him while the pastor comes.
Aleluya. Amen. How many appreciate the Lord? Amen. And how many uh, whose hearts are full of gratitude? Amen. You know, there are times where you go to God asking, and there are times where you go to God to vent out. You've had a bad day, bad week, bad month, uh, but rarely do we sometimes just go before God and say, God, today I'm not going to ask anything. I'm here just to appreciate you, that there is no one like you. You are the creator of the universe. Amen. Let's, let's do that. Gratitude, as he says, it, it inspires people to do more. And if it works on people, it works on God as well. You know, if you want to put God in trouble, tell people what he is going to do. You are putting his reputation at stake. Say, my God is going to do this. And people say, are you sure? You say, I am definitely sure. Then God realized that if I don't do it, these people are going to say either I don't exist or I'm, I'm disabled. And then he begins to act. Amen. Have you got, Brahman says, do you have faith to praise God to, for something that he is yet to do, but he hasn't done? Have you got it? Amen. Now, Brambanyana, you say we must ask for big things. Brother Brahman says, big things are as easy to receive as little things. Hallelujah. The same God that heals flu heals cancer. How many believe that? But ask things that are? Oh, okay. Oh, let's help you. You know, uh, brother, maybe if I get to the brother, brother... A brother comes to Brother Brandon that had lost his ponies, Oscar, and say, Brother Brandon, I lost my ponies, and I need them back. Then Brother Brandon tried to, to console Oscar and say, ah, Oscar, yeah, God is good. God will give you other ponies. And then Oscar said, I don't need other ponies. I need my ponies. Now, when you check the conversation between Oscar and Brother Brenham, Oscar had more faith than Brother Brenham on the matters of ponies. Because he even says to him, Brother Brenham, didn't you preach that God is a restorer? He doesn't replace, he restores. So I need my ponies. And the ponies, as sure as it is, the ponies were there. Now, Brother Chimeza is here, Brother Ezekiel. He's a man of faith. Absolutely. I've spoken to him many times. He, his faith is mind-boggling. Now, don't say I favor him. There is a reason why I say that. Now, I've seen him say, Pastor, God is going to do this, and God did it. God is going to do this, and he did it. So he was injured at work where uh, they had to amputate. His fingers were cut off. Now, during the lockdown, he called me. He said, Pastor, you know, God has done so many things for me, 
Do you know that God can restore my fingers? These are not Bushiri gimmicks. These are real stuff. Now, I was like Brother Brenham, he was like Oscar. See, yeah, in the, you see, in the rapture with a new body. It says, no, Pastor, God can restore my fingers right here. Brother, bring the quotation that I sent you. Amen. There's the message. It says, Pastor, you, now he's quoting as Oscar said, but you said. Now I say, Pastor, the prophet in the message, the fifth seal, paragraph 24, he says, I believe. I'm going to speak, I'm not going to speak it in his name. I'm going to speak it in my, in the revelation of my faith. What happened in the Sabino Canyon the other day? I believe that the hour is coming when missing limbs will be and the and the glorious power of the creator. I if he can make a squirrel appear that has no he is the man you, you see he, he is a man or woman just got a part missing and that's a, a complete animal in itself. He is God. Do you see what Brother Bram is trying to say something, but he's not sure whether people will get it. He's not sure whether people will accept it. So my brother read to that quotation and said, God is going to give me my new limbs, my new fingers. You see, Brambayana, it's easy for people to say amen when the sermon is preached. But when a challenge is being posed, that let us bring this sermon from just a sermonization to the human part and bring it into human form. So our brother says, this quote, and I believe it. He cannot just say that he was inspired to say that. And if Brother Branham is the true prophet of God, and if this message is a genuine message from God, and it is vindicated by the pillar of fire, and God is behind this message, if my brother takes that quotation, and he has believed it the way he has believed it, it will come to pass in his life. Ah, brethren, we are done with primary, high school, tertiary. We are going for practicals now. <laughs> we are going for practical. God bless you, Brampanyan. A round of applause for the way. Amen. So next week there will be another, another fat blessing for you. Amen. So we appreciate the Lord. Now we are wrapping up. It may be difficult to wrap up. We haven't seen each other for a while. Which song can we sing? Amen. Were you singing at home? Some, some of us, we had good time. Amen. Singing alone is... I mean, you just give yourself good marks. Say, ah, this one, 
it almost brought the rapture on the rooftop. <laughs> Amen. Ah, we appreciate the Lord as we will meet next week, the same time. Amen. And then we'll publish the list. Uh, I think you that are here will confirm you for next week and will add more. With me. Amen. Yeah, so, all right. Uh, give us a song. Sister Masuma, if, if we, it can just be two so that it can last us for the whole week. Just two songs. This one and another one will be enough to carry us through the week. Amen. One won't be enough, but Wednesday it runs out. Amen. God bless you. Brother Mutau, over to you. Amen. I forgot that we have not even closed the service. Brother Dupai, come on and close the service here. Amen. Uh, Brother Dupai is our treasurer. I felt for him during the lockdown. So we appreciate you that the trustees were able to pay our obligations. It's because of your generosity. We appreciate, we appreciate it. Amen. A round of applause. Amen. In this church, we don't ask for money. We don't search people's pockets. People give willingly, not under gunpoint. Amen. Amen. God bless. Let's pray. Father, we thank you once again. We have asked us from you that you will bless the service, Lord. Father, here we are. We say thank Lord for blessing us, Heavenly Father, for taking us from higher point to higher, Heavenly Father, from glory to glory, Father. We are thankful. You know you are an able God, Heavenly Father, who can design, Heavenly Father, what we need in our life what we need in this moment, Heavenly Father. So we say, Father, bless, continue to bless your children on their way home, protect them, Heavenly Father, take care of their needs, Heavenly Father. We also thankful, Heavenly Father, for our pastor who's making things possible, Heavenly Father. May you bless him, Heavenly Father, and his family. May you bless the leadership of this, Heavenly Father, Lighthouse, Heavenly Father. Bless each and everyone, Heavenly Father, who belongs to Lighthouse, Tabernacle, Heavenly Father. We say, Satan, the devil, Heavenly Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, you don't have anything to do with Lighthouse members, Heavenly Father. We declare you unfit. We declare you not in our family, in whatever that we do at our place of work. All this, we commit them to you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Give us a song, and then till we meet on Sunday, we are looking forward to another Sunday of a good blessing. Amen.